So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts here with Kyle from the Unlikely Candidates. We're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. What inspired you to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Uh, What inspired me to start the band? I don't know. I was, like, we kind of came up in that early, like, we weren't really a part of that whole Warp Tour scene, but, like, we grew up watching it, and uh, there was this band in our area called forever the sickest kids and we saw them playing at like a high school or something and like i I guess that we'd never really like considered that a band from our area could actually like make it doing anything so like whenever we kind of saw them we're like it kind of entered our mind as like a possibility that like somebody from like you know suburban texas type area could like actually get on a label or something um and uh one day i was at like a high school party and uh my friend cole was just like playing guitar and i'd never actually like sang in front of anyone i'd never been in a band or like had any really musical past and we started to like just kind of like play a couple stupid covers and for some reason i was like yeah i'm gonna do this forever for some reason it clicked and then i asked him the next day if he wanted to try and jam again and then we just like never stopped and um the name uh the name honestly is kind of a boring story i just wrote like a list of like 300 names and that was the only one that like wasn't terrible um but it kind of like it worked because you know, it's like the unlikely candidates. I don't think that we were ever, I don't think that anyone in a million years when we started would have like imagined us to like actually make it because neither of us had written a song. We'd never been in a band. We started the band like super late in our musical careers. Usually people start playing in bands and doing music stuff when they're like 13, 15. Yeah. You know, we started when we were like, like 18 like basically about to like graduate high school Mm. so and we were terrible we were so bad i have no idea why we kept going but we're here now yeah Yeah. glad you kept going yeah (laughs) we made it yeah you said that you had like three roughly like 300 band names do you remember like any of them that didn't make the cut uh the other one was dark horse and that just sounds like a terrible metal band name that's the name of a Car- Katy Perry yeah, song. Yeah, that's a too. Katy Perry song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would have yeah, been. Not a great one. Not a great one. I'm glad that we picked the one that we have, yeah. even if it's, you know. Yeah. It's, it's all right. It's fine. Just the name. Yeah. yeah. Better better than Papa Roach. So I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I never really thought of their name. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Congrats on your uh, most recent singles, Invincible and High Low. How do you feel about the response you've gotten to them so far? Uh, good, I think. Like, um, yeah, it's just a weird time to release music in general. So it's like it's hard to like gauge what it would be like in a normal atmosphere. But like so far, it's been pretty good, I think. Um, I guess we'll find out like I just did a video like two days ago so once that kind of gets out I think that I'll have a better idea of like how it just uh 
how it hits like random people. Like, of course, our fans love it because they like they love everything we do. They're like, oh my god, this is so amazing! Like, I could literally put out just like a video of me singing in the shower. They'd be like, this is the greatest song. It's gonna be a number one hit. I love it so much. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. I think it's been good though. Yeah, yeah. I'm always seeing high low on the radio. Like when I do go like outside, it's constantly on the radio. It's yeah, it's, yeah. it's good. Awesome. Yeah. No, that's good. That's a good yeah. sign. That is that's a good what sign. We, that's what we want for sure. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel about the growth that's happened from your debut EP to now? I mean, it's just like, that was like a whole life away. Like, I think I started writing some of those songs in like 2012. Damn. That was like forever ago. So it's like we've changed so much. It's like we're like a band that doesn't really stick to any one particular sound. So it's like songs on that EP were like we were mostly it was mostly we were writing all of our songs on acoustic guitar. Like so it's like even instrumentally it was like so different. So because a lot of the stuff was on acoustic guitar, a lot of it had like a lot of natural and organic tonality and like now we mess around with everything like synths and beats more like so it's yeah like literally and a lot of stuff on that early like album was like very very lyrical like i i write like lyric sheets for people like they can buy them and i like sign them and whatever and like i always dread having to write anything from like the first ep because it's like it's like 10 paragraphs per song as i was going you know yeah i was extremely lyrical back then and then now i'm kind of like trying to balance it more with melody so mm-hmm. changed a bunch a bunch, right. bunch awesome so since we're kind of looking into the past how do you think your writing process has changed from your first release up to now could you touch on it a bit yeah yeah um yeah it's just kind of like the it's it's uh I mean, back in the day, it was literally just me and Cole. Like, we were just, like, him on acoustic guitar and me, like, just singing. And, like, now it's, I've written every different way. Like, we write with the band. We take songs to producers. write with producers. We, you know, like, Brent does a lot of production himself. Like, he did basically all of the Bed of Liars EP. Um so it's yeah it's just pretty much every which way it was pretty like singular in which it was just started with an acoustic guitar back then and now it's like everything yeah so out of all the ways that you've written music which way do you prefer uh whatever way gets the idea across the fastest like i like i mean it's of course it's nice writing um with when you have like with a producer because like they like as a band like you have to spend most of your time touring so you don't really get to just sit in a room and play with sounds and like do nothing but produce music so it's nice when you go meet up with somebody who does that because you know they're all ready to go they they know what you do you know what they do and they can just kind of like take your stuff to the next level so yeah i like writing with producers just because they make everything sound really good so what bands influence your music like when you're writing 
What band influenced my music? Um, I probably like the Gorillas. Ooh, I was a big fan of the Gorillas. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like used to be really uh influenced by Danger Mouse, the producer, and Danger Mouse actually worked on the second Gorillas album. Um. Yeah, I'd say the gorillas. That's so. Yeah, do you have an album in the works that you can tell us about? Like literally anything, if it exists, or like an EP, something. Uh, yeah, we have like a full album, but we're just trying to write it to make it better right mm-hmm. now. Like kind of uh, just making it as strong as possible. Um, yeah, I mean, like we had an album ready to go. Uh, we were going to release it in October. That was the plan before everything happened. But we're like, usually you want to use an album to like help promote something. Cause you might as well, like whether that be like a tour or a single. Um, so we're kind of just waiting to put it out. We're going to put it out in January hmm. and it's cool. It was going to be mostly like pretty 50, 50, like old stuff and new stuff. Ooh. But I kind of didn't want to do that, so I'm trying to write all new stuff. Okay. So these singles that you've put out, are they going to be on the album, or are they just standalone? Uh, they probably will. Yeah, I think so. I think all the singles will probably be on there. It'll probably be like for sure. Hilo and Novacan will be on there. Okay. Right. Everything yeah. else kind of up to me, basically. All right. Okay. Um. Makes sense. So when people are listening to your music, is there a certain feeling you want them to have? I just want them to, like, you know, identify with it. I mean, like, really, if anybody can get, like, so many people listen to music in different ways. Like, some people, like, don't really listen to lyrics and they just like the beat or, like, they like the mood or, like, some people just, you know, it's just kind of like background or scenery. I think, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think just resonate deeply with them and whatever emotion that they're trying to uh, live through at the time. Okay. All right. So you've been doing uh, live streams. How do oh, you right. connect with the fans? Like when you're performing through the screen, so it feels like they're actually like there at a concert. It's tough to do because like we don't really have like the comments up all the time at the same time. So it's like sometimes i can see what they're saying and we can respond to them and sometimes we can't so like unfortunately it's kind of like we're playing at them (laughs) like it's like a it's almost kind of uh but i mean it's cool like i'll we'll like ask like what songs they want to hear and then we'll play those songs or like i don't know like we do one thing like whenever we run out of ideas like we've been doing this 18 weeks Mm -hmm. so it's just like insane like we have run out of so, I mean, we don't have that many songs. Like, we're usually playing, like, 45 to, it, like, 30 to an hour. And, like, we've been playing, recycling the same three EPs worth of material for 18 weeks. So, we've had it. Like, yesterday, we did, like, 80s week where we just learned four 80 songs. And we, like, asked the fans, like, what 80 songs you want to hear. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's one way to involve them. We just get to... Like, they get to kind of pick what they want to hear, which is fine with us. I think, but yeah, sorry, back to the other things. Like, um, 
I'll do a thing where like I'll make up we'll make up a song like on the spot. We'll be like, all right, so what uh what do you guys want me to write a stupid song about? And they'll be like, there was ones about like they were like cheese, uh bird <laughs> nice. and divorce. So I wrote a song about um just like two birds that were getting divorced and like they were kind of like the cheese was almost like the custody thing that they were trying to like um, figure out. So I wrote a song about birds getting divorced and uh, their cheese kind of being a metaphor for their love that was being, you know, right. split, taken. That's interesting. So, yeah. That's yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. It Would turned out to be like... a pretty dope song. I'm not gonna lie. It's on the yeah. internet somewhere. <laughs> okay, so are we gonna see the bird divorce cheese song on LP one? Definitely not. Damn. <laughs> Definitely no. not. Maybe the oh. maybe the boot maybe the bootleg tapes or something. All right. Um, all right. All right. So continuing on the live music train, what part of touring do you miss the least? Um. Just sleeping too close to another grown man probably okay Understandable. <laughs> way too way too close to jared we're like basically like elbow to elbow pretty much so I uh, have, and he's he snores really bad so uh, definitely not that all right definitely not that. <laughs> yeah so that's that sounds horrible okay um so do you have any pre-show rituals since we're on the topic of like traveling and touring? Sorry, my phone is like terrible. Um, just drinking, basically. <laughs> Do you take like a shot before you go on, or is it just before? Yeah, yeah a lot of times. A lot of times we'll do like a shot of tequila before we go on. Like we usually have like a bottle of booze backstage. Uh, I mean, I'll warm up my voice. Like whenever we have our tour manager there, Evan, he'll make up a uh, a joke. He'll make up a joke like for like right before we go on, and it's usually just like a terrible joke. Like he basically threads three jokes together to make like one pun work. Uh, so that's uh -oh. fun. We do that five minutes before we go on, and it's it's a nice little moment before we hit the stage. All right. Oh, that's so wholesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is. So when shows were a thing, what were your top three songs to perform live? Uh, probably Violence, um, Novocaine, just because the crowd response, and then uh, Best Things in Life is cool. Okay. Um, so where do you see the band in the next five years? Uh, hopefully making money, touring, doing music. That'd be good. It's about it, really. That's honestly all we want to do is make money playing music. It's tough to do these days. So I think as long as we're doing that, we'll be happy. Right. Yeah. Something to strive for. Uh, mm -hmm. So for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. So if oh. you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Oh my God. I, drink. I got, real, got real dark real fast. Yeah. Uh, Don't forget the drink, though. The drink. What would my death road drink be and meal. no meal. meal and drink with a drink oh a meal i don't even know uh i guess just like a steak or something i don't, mm -hmm. I don't know 
maybe like a really good chicken parmesan seems like a weird thing to eat before you go die uh a drink probably just like a just an entire cup of alcohol <laughs> okay. any alcohol just whatever whatever they have whatever whatever's in the back room Something. get really really drunk on take my mind off the fact that i'm about to die probably okay all right solid solid so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live oh, that's a tough one um mm-hmm. Probably somewhere with magic, for sure. Uh, I don't know. Like the whole Harry Potter world seems pretty like whimsical and magical. A lot of the other magical worlds are like kind of like dangerous. Just a little. <laughs> a lot of a lot of fantasy worlds are like actually kind of dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. So yeah, I'll go with Harry Potter. That seems chill. What house are you in? We're all Slytherin. <laughs> Slytherin? Oh, bro. Well, actually, no, no. I'm okay with that. Slytherin's good. We're all Slytherin. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. Like, I thought I was going to be something else, so I took the test, like, three times, and I guess I'm just Slytherin through and through. Sad enough. <laughs> Wait, so the entire band is Slytherin? The entire band is Slytherin. Yeah. That is so cool. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay. Uh-huh. We're, all, we're all ambitious, I guess. I don't know. You yeah. have to see it. Or dicks. I don't know. <laughs> One or the other. Maybe both. <laughs> oh, no, no. no. Um, so I have the honor of asking the last question, and everyone we've spoken to has said the most important question. What is your favorite color? Oh, uh, probably just green, I guess. Like a green. nice, lush emerald green. Ooh. Like the hills of Ireland green. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, Good green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, just listen to High Low. It's a, it's a good song. Uh, stream it. Listen to it. Ask your local radio stations if they'll play it. And uh, that's that's it, basically. Just yeah. High Low all yeah. day. High Low. Hell yeah. Uh, well, a thank- bunch of High Low. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for sitting down with us. This has been Kyle from The Unlikely Candidates, and we're the Good Noise Podcast.